Here's how you become a Savings Catcher Diva or Don. Step 1. Download the Walmart app and use the Savings Catcher. Step 2. Enter your Walmart receipt. Step 3. Savings Catcher compares prices of eligible items at Walmart. Step 4. If it finds a lower advertised price by a leading store in your area, it will give you the difference on an e-gift card in a few days. Step 5. Do a two-step. You're in. Saving money in every penny counts. Save with Savings Catcher from Walmart. Comparison on eligible products only. Restrictions apply. Visit walmart.com slash savings catcher for details. You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. From the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's The Strain After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's The Strain After Show. Hey there, The Strain fans. How are you? Ooh. I like this music choice. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the AfterBuzz TV After Show for The Strain. We're talking about Season 1, Episode 6. Occultation. I'm Matt Lieberman. Uh, joining me as always, fantastic and talented Mr. Uh, Zach Wilson. Hey, hey, guys. And Stephen Lemieux. Back from vacation. So excited. Yes. Such a great episode. And I'm, I'm back as well. Thank you to you both and to, to Jackie, who is not here with us tonight, for, for holding it down. Good job, Zach. Uh, you guys yeah. just ditched us to do it uh, on our no, own. I know. We we're giving you your chance, Actually, man. Actually, we yeah. had a blast last week. I was just really? like, oh, they're coming back. Yeah, I know. We're Jackie's spoiled like, sports. I don't even want to be here if they're coming back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're also joined by a very special guest, uh, Mr. Drew Nelson, who plays uh, Matt on the show. Drew, are you with us? I am. How are you guys doing? Uh, we're doing very well. Thank you so much for coming on the show, man. Oh, it's my pleasure. You're not my gonna pleasure. you're not gonna try to turn our studio into game room while you're here, are you? Yeah. We like <laughs> we like our studio the way it is. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um so I mean let's talk about Matt, right? Like he, obviously sure. as as uh, as big F fans, we're we're not gonna be huge fans of, of Matt, but as a Matt myself, I'm yeah. trying to empathize with him. <laughs> He's caught up no. in, in, in this thing. He doesn't wanna be the bad guy here. No, of course not. Of course not. You just he's just trying to do right by his woman and you know, just try to do the right thing and come from a good place. You know, it's tough when you have a show like this because you have to look at it Yeah. You're watching as a viewer, and the way they portray characters, they portray Kelly as this nagging wife. They portray Matt mm-hmm. as this intruder upon Ephraim, Ephraim's home and yep. stealing his wife. But And his son. But when you look at it from like a, <laughs> a real-world perspective, it's like Matt really hasn't done anything wrong except try to chase down two guys that are probably going to infect him next episode, but we don't know yet. yet. Right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we'll, we'll leave that up to what happens next episode for sure. But, um, yeah, no, no, I... I I totally see where you're coming from. I mean, I think he's just, he's just, it's just an unfortunate circumstance that he's involved in. I mean, you know, he's not out to cut the guy's grass. I mean, he's, he's literally being there when he can't be there, when F can't be there. So uh, he's not doing anything bad, you know? Yeah, and also... However, he did call the FBI on him, so that's pretty shit. I know, Drew. Yeah. Dick move, man. (laughs) Dick move. He's not doing anything bad, but I still want to smack him in the face. For doing it, yeah. (laughs) You know? Well, I mean, in his mind, right, 
first of all, this guy's breaking into the house, coming in the back yeah. way. The FBI wants him for questioning, and and like it's you his know, house. Well, I, I know, but <laughs> it's like, my house. well, and and tell tell me if this kind of rings true with how you approached it, Drew, uh, yeah. from yeah. A, from an acting standpoint. But when you're coming into uh, uh, the end of a marriage or the end of a relationship. Mm-hmm. All you're going to hear about the the spouse that's on his way out is, is, the is the negative stuff because the marriage obviously wasn't working. So this is a guy exactly. who was an alcoholic, who was an absentee father and an absentee yeah. husband. What is he going to think? Is he really going to give him the benefit of the doubt? No, of course not. And it's especially that he's coming in and, and spinning this crazy tale that, that the world's about to end. It's like I, I played Matt very much coming from a very practical standpoint, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like if some raving lunatic, drunken, you know, absentee father comes in and starts hurling all these crazy these crazy accusations at, at his ex-wife, it's like, what the hell are you talking about, man? Like, let's get real here for a second. And I think that's where my character kind of comes into play. Well, yeah. Um, and that's the way I approached him. So I, I, I got to ask, like, to prepare for this character, did you go and, like, date a divorcee and, like, steal the son <laughs> away from the dad? <laughs> yeah, totally. Just went trolling. Uh, no. <laughs> No, I drew from from personal experience. No, 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 I'm kidding. Yeah, uh, yeah and I mean, I, you know, like, again, I, I try to bring as much as I, I can of myself to every character that I play. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I think, uh, you know, I've definitely been in a situation where I was the other guy, uh, you know, involved in a, in a relationship where the girl was on her way out, and I was sort of, you know, the new guy coming in. And so I've kind of, I get drew from that a little bit. Yeah. Um, but like I said, I mean, I, I really approached him from this sort of real human perspective. I mean, here's the situation he's involved in, and I think that that his intentions were all coming from a good place, and just by virtue of the circumstance, it makes him the bad guy, right? Right. But I think a lot of the fans, a lot of, you know, fans of the show are really seeing the, the, they're really kind of empathizing with with the Matt character, which is is kind of a nice surprise, I thought. But when when I read the script saying that he snatches a card from the FBI agents and ends up calling him, I mean, they they didn't actually um, keep it in, but there was a moment where we saw Matt, like, you know, deciding whether he should or shouldn't call the FBI. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, that would have made a little bit of a difference. But anyway, what have you... Uh, what happened happened and and now and now you know hopefully i guess people are back to hating that again so well i mean it felt as a as a viewer it felt ambiguous to me i actually i didn't know that he'd called the fbi until they showed oh, up great then i thought that's he was great. just thinking about it yeah i thought cool. It, cool. i thought it was a little bit cliche and made me hate the character because it, it, it oh really yeah. i mean it, the the whole like having the card and like it, it you know what it reminded me of it reminded me of what? x-men 2 when right. they go oh, back when to, the kid's parents call the no call, when the kid's brother calls yeah. the cops on his brother because yeah. he's a mutant oh that's that's my uh, that's my buddy Shawnee Ashmore actually he's really you know <laughs> yeah so yeah, there's just like a like, club yeah, of people who call the cops on friends <laughs> what's that well no he was Sean Ashmore is Iceman oh, okay. he's yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah he is he is yeah. yeah yeah so you're the you were actually the one who called the cops on him I get it I see what happened mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly it's I, been I, a tough point in the friendship yeah. Um, yeah. So, can you tell us uh, what's uh, your favorite scene that you got to shoot this season? Uh, is it something that's already happened, or is it something coming up? Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I, you know, that, that that scene between Kelly and I was actually really fun to shoot. Peter did a great job of, uh, you know, really working us. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and the way he shot it lent itself to, to us really sort of going for it. And, and he really encouraged us to go for it. So I, I was pretty pleased with the result of that. Uh, there was a, Peter was just like, I remember Nikolai calling in and, uh, unfortunately Nikolai and I never got a chance to meet when we did the show. Yeah. But, can you um, confirm or deny, uh, the beret and everything else? <laughs> no, I totally confirmed the beret. He, he's, he's like, hard to like that man. but, but granted he, he, he knows what the hell he's doing. Yeah. He's, he's a, you know, he's, he's in the position that he's in for, for a reason. And, 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 uh, yeah, no, he fully rocked the beret. He had like these tinted blue uh, glasses, like these almost like these, oh, it's hard to explain, like these old school 70s retro glasses. Mm -hmm. And he'd have this huge long trench coat on. And yeah, he was a character, man. He, he was great, though. I love working with him. He's I'm getting just no bullshit. No bullshit at all from that guy. He's <laughs> yeah. great. Are we allowed to swear on this, by the way? Uh, you know, I, yeah, a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> we try not to drop f bombs. Is basically yeah. The rule. No, no f bombs. No, yeah. no, no f and Nora. No f bombs. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> brother. <laughs> yeah. No. Peter, Peter was great. Peter's he's a great director. So tell great me, guy. how did you get involved with the strain? Because when when you hear about a show like this, I mean, a lot of the hype around it has been Guillermo del Toro's emergence in a TV series. So, on, yeah. on FX, because FX mm -hmm. is one of those networks that is now allowing show creators to kind of do what they really want to do with the series without interfering too much and letting it mm -hmm. go dark, um, grimy, and Well, I mean, I feel deep. like that's been their mandate since The Shield back in 2003. That's just that's yeah, who they are. Well, yeah, yeah, but yeah. with 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 a series like this that has been he's wanted to make it a series for so mm -hmm. long and then he put it in the books mm -hmm. and now he's making it a series. Um what's kind of the vibe on set? Is everyone just has everyone read the books or is everyone just really excited about the project and how did you get involved with the project? Yeah, well first off, I mean, I got involved with projects just how, you know, I get involved with any other project. I mean, it was just through an audition process and and did the initial audition and it really felt like it went well. Um, and then I got a call, uh, I guess it was a couple of weeks ago, uh, or a couple of weeks later, actually, that, uh, that Guillermo wanted me, me in person. So I didn't really know what that audition would entail. So I made sure I, you know, knew, knew the material really well and went in, met with him in person with Carlton. Uh, and obviously I knew who Carlton was from Lost because I was a huge Lost fan forever. Um, and yeah, met those guys in person, had a great, you know, great rapport already that was already established in that audition and, and, you know, had a good feeling about it. And I guess didn't hear anything for a couple of days and then got called back in somewhere at a casting office in Toronto. And, uh, you know, they weren't going to be present that time around, but the, the notes, specific notes were do it exactly how you did it for Guillermo the other day. Mm -hmm. And so I did exactly that. And, and I guess, uh, you know, that was on a Friday. My birthday was on a Sunday, and I got the call that I got the part on uh, Monday afternoon. So it was, you know, granted, it, it didn't involve me having to go through chemistry tests with, you know, with the girl playing uh, with Kelly or, mm -hmm. or anything with, with, with Corey's character. So, I, you know, I think, with, I think with Guillermo, he knows who he likes. He doesn't have to go with the obvious choice, the guy who, you know what I'm saying, the guy yeah. who's like hot and up and coming and this and that and, and is coming off this, this show and this film. I think he just really chooses the person that's best for the character um, because he kind of has that power to do so. And I, and I think, uh, you know, just the ball fell into my court. So uh, it was amazing. And, and so, you know, that's how I got the part. And, and, and yeah, the, the vibe on set, I mean, 
I mean, we're dealing with, with masters of their, you know, in their realms. I mean, like, Guillermo's a brilliant master at horror and in and, and this dark subject matter. And, and, of course, like, Carlton's a master in television. And, and so it's just like you put all your trust into the creative team and, you know, you're going to get gold. I mean, I think... Uh, it was kind of a no-brainer. I think when we were shooting in Toronto, it had a certain uh, vibe to it, definitely mm-hmm. locally. But I think uh, we were just recently uh, in the pre- premiere uh, in L.A. for it. And the billboards were everywhere. The hype was everywhere about it. And I think it really dawned on us how big this thing could be. And, yeah. uh, and I think people are really starting to latch on now. So we're really, we're really grateful. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, well, Drew, I want to thank you so much for joining us uh, tonight. Is there anything else that you're working on that you want people to know about while you're here? Yeah, it's been busy. I mean, I, I'm actually developing some projects of my own right now, but uh, I wrapped a, a film called Man Versus starring Christy Amantopoulos, and mm-hmm. that's going to be hitting the festival circuit pretty shortly. Uh, so we're really excited about that. And, uh, yeah, I've got some other stuff, some other irons in the fire. We'll see what, what pops, you know? Great. Um, do you have a Twitter handle people can follow you at? I do, yeah. You can get me at uh, Drew Nelson Live at Twitter. Okay. Well, thank you so much at for Drew joining Nelson us, man. Live. I know it's it's late out there in Toronto, and uh, I just want to say, you know, you do a great job on the show. Your performance really oh, grounds so much, the world of it, and uh, it's a real pleasure. Thanks, guys. Thanks for doing such right. a great job. You guys are killing it. <laughs> thank you so much. Have a Thanks. good night. Yeah. Yeah, you too, guys. Yeah. All right. I, I, you know what? If he called the the FBI on me, I, I don't even know that I could be mad at him. He's well, a very he, nice guy. He, he couldn't call the FBI because he's been on the line with us. That's true. That's how it rolls. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know how you can be on the line with us, too? Uh, is it through iTunes? It's through iTunes. It's through iTunes. Let's talk about is. iTunes. Folks, we've talked about it on this show before. We talk about it on every show. And for good reason. <laughs> what is iTunes? It is a program where you can get uh, all kinds of music and movies and also podcasts. It's maybe where you got this podcast from uh and you know the best way that you can support our show and any other show here on after buzz tv is to go rate and review the show now we had issued a challenge a challenge to, to the uh strain fandom to the minions of the master okay and uh we said we wanted 50 reviews uh preferably five star reviews which i think all of them were uh or like it was like it's like 96 percent yeah uh, we're five-star reviews uh, by this episode, and I would do uh, a, a delightful jig for all of you on air. Do, here, can you refresh it now in in the moment and see if we hit it? Because right we were now? at forty-nine. We are still at forty. We're still at forty-nine. It's all right. Yeah. Well, if we hit fifty by next week, and I we better, uh, I will. I'll do a jig then. You know, some people say that one vote doesn't count, mm. but we're at forty-nine out of fifty, so that's on you. That's on you, people. Whoever's literally looking at the TV. Yeah. Right you now. that didn't tune in. <laughs> And do you think you that didn't give a review? You could have made that man dance. You could have forced me to dance to any number of songs. And I guarantee to Pony you, by Genuine. it would not be good dancing. It'd be entertaining dancing. It would. And now that that's out in the world, it will be Pony by Genuine. But now you know it'll who be Pony did by review and leave us a comment? A bunch of people. A bunch of people. So let's go ahead and give shout-outs after I refresh this to make it most recent because mm-hmm. I don't want to give double shout out. Oh, yeah, I kind of do, but yeah. yeah. Alright, so Jbro399, love the panel. I look forward to listening every week. So good, Jewish drummer. You guys help me get through my Monday mornings. This is the best show podcast. Keep up the great work. Love their insights by Jessica Dennis Sanchez. I like being able to get into somebody else's take on what is happening on my favorite shows, the After Buzz panels always bring up good points and they help me sometimes see things that I didn't when I watched the show. 
Pina Colada. <laughs> Love Justified. I think you've actually, uh, she's reviewed our other shows. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah, sure yeah. I've recognized that name. Shout out to you, Love Justified. Great analysis. Thank you, Kama. You guys are great. Exclamation Wait, point. Love Justified. Wonderful <laughs> by All the Way for HK. Great show. Funny cast. Five stars from Hector305. Five stars. Now say my name. Hector305. You are Hector305. You are so like drive time radio traffic right now. <laughs> That's ins- this is like an say Hector three hundred five. Hector three hundred five. He asked and he shall receive. There you go. Now, people, not only do you get a great shout out on the show, it's the best way that you can let us know that we're doing our jobs well, that we're giving you the strain podcast that you deserve because you do deserve a great podcast, and uh, it's how we're able to get sponsors which support us, which keeps our lights on and our doors open. We have one more shout out though. One more. I can't see the comment yet, Uh-oh. but. Our very own fan of the show from our other show, Helix. Oh, Neil, really? Neil Napier has left a comment. He left a comment? Another another Toronto actor. Oh, well, fantastic. Shout out to Neil Napier. Shout out to Neil Napier. What, what? Um, and also shout out uh, to to a friend of the show, uh, Hank Otero. Definitely. Uh, who does a fantastic recap over at the TV Fanatic. You should go check those out if you're looking for a written recap of the episodes. Uh, his is always up right when it airs. Uh, so check that out when you're done listening to this. Or even, you know, if you want to look at that Sunday night and then listen to us Monday morning, that may be your routine. But check it out. He's a wonderful guy. He reviews a lot of the same shows that we do. And he truly, he truly cares. I mean, we're all yeah. about the fan experience here. So yeah. when we meet up with people who are the same way, yeah. it's it's really cool to work together. With we don't them. normally we don't normally plug other people's stuff, but this is a really great guy. You're really and he good, does good work. If you're a really good multitasker, you could read his review while listening to ours Boom and town. imagining punching Zach in the face. It's true. Wait, Ooh. what? Whoa, no, the sorry, kid sorry. or him? <laughs> Oh, yeah. Don't you like to know? Okay. All right. So we got a lot to cover, not a ton of time. So let's jump in. So we come in. F is on the run from the FBI. Isn't that horrible? But like you know, you had to know, right? That when you give evidence of you dissecting a person to the FBI, they're going to overreact. And then more evidence of you and a friend chopping off a dude's head. You know, that was my question, though. I don't know if he, if they even saw the video that he had on his phone because... They couldn't have. I, yeah, I don't think they did. Well, no, he showed it. He showed no, it. No, he showed it to his uh, his guy. To Everett. He, to Everett. But Everett just, like, looked down and didn't even... He was just like, oh, this guy's delusional. He wouldn't pay attention. Mm-hmm. The FBI, they were getting him on dragging the body. Those are the right. only pictures it's they were just the at. photos, right. Yeah. Yeah. But in, in any case... Uh, his picture's plastered all over the news, and as he comes up to Kelly's house, uh, his former home, he sees the FBI out front, he sneaks around out back, and, like, for a second, we think he's in the clear, because when the FBI guys leave, they're like, you think he's in there? He's like, nah, with the boyfriend in the house, there's no way. I'm like, yes! Great! And then Matt comes in, ruins everything. Uh, F sweeps in, he grabs young Zach, who's so happy to see him all. Zach. Get out! Yeah. Leave! Yeah. <laughs> go to Vermont. You know, go to your sister's in Vermont. Uh, it's the end of the world. Is it bad that it reminded me of South Park? Stan! Stan! <laughs> Run, Stan! It's not Run. bad at all. <laughs> I love that. They're coming! Yeah. Uh, but the FBI, they've got him, and this FBI agent is such a dick man he is just terrible he's like listen i don't care about whatever education you have you're some fancy doctor you touch my watch i'll slap you across the face but at the same time come on this is a freestyle somebody walks up to you they're they're just a random cdc guy who was seen dragging a dead body on a a high-ranking cdc guy dragging a dead body on camera Mm -hmm. and he's trying to tell you this big vampire story like oh and i uh shout out to last week i watched the episode 
episode this morning, and yeah, they said vampire for the first time in the series. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah, the way you have to, with any of these shows, you have to somebody eventually has to be like, oh, is yeah, this uh, right? Oh, yeah, no, we don't call it that. We call it Strigoi. That Strigoi? is what they are. Strigoi. It sounds Strigoi. like a pasta. I want to have an order of Strigoi. I would like a sauce. Strigoi with the uh, with the bolognese sauce. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but in any case, these guys, they, not only do they not believe him, they're just treating him like garbage, uh, until F gets the bright idea to be like, uh, uh, okay, okay, I know where the bodies are. I know where they are. I know where the bodies I'm are. I'm willing to make a deal. But, but I have to, I have to show you where they are. Classic serial killer move. Well, I mean, he, well, yeah, but he's like, he's basically, he intends to lead them into a trap and basically get them. Oh, I didn't take it as that. I figured no. he was like, look, I'm going to take you somewhere where you can see this for, for your own, with your own eyes. But he's putting, he is putting them in danger. Well, cause either, it's either he does that or he just sits there in right. jail. It's true. For six I months. I mean, I don't think he was, I don't think he knew the eclipse was gonna be like a big, well, I guess he did. The eclipse is making everyone crazy. I mean, at the top of this episode, we're just out in space listening to the panic that's going on in the city. Everyone's freaking out about this It could this be eclipse. the end of the world as we know it. Yeah, because cell phones aren't working. We need our cell phones. <laughs> I haven't checked Facebook in two days, guys. It's the end of the world. That My one phone dude... says I have 35 notifications. I can't see them. That one dude found a payphone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the last payphone in existence. Still had like a, a hard copy of the of yellow pages the yellow page. attached via Which is chain. Just, what is it with people in movies and TV where they find the book of yellow pages and just rip shit out of it? Well, Ooh, I, I mean, apologize. granted, it's an intense situation. She's not worried about that yeah, right well, now. What about the next person that has to fi- track down to Trackian? Or just find a pawn shop. Well, they'll have to find another payphone. They'll be looking for the rest I of their life. I'm trying to call <laughs> pawn shops, but there's no yellow page for that. Yeah, okay. So, <laughs> so uh, F's in the back of this FBI vehicle, and uh, there's just crazy traffic during the uh, the eclipse. And Bennett, who got killed weeks ago, um, and we hadn't seen in a while, is just I'm running through weeks. the streets. Well, I mean, for us. Okay. Um, he's still running around in the same clothes he died in. And he's just kind of like, that's that's the medical examiner. What missing? Look, this is empirical evidence. Look how bloody and pale he is. And they're like, oh, it's just some drunk homeless guy being a weirdo. Blah. It's just a drunk guy covered in blood walking down between the cars. Not our jurisdiction. That's homeless squad. <laughs> um, and uh, until he attacks the woman. The ones with the nightsticks. Yeah, until he attacks a woman and then, you know... Uh, I want to say, like, good FBI agent, but just, like, not shitty FBI agent <laughs> gets out and is like, I'm going to help him, help her. And uh, the the crappy one is just like, you be quiet. I don't care. It's, it's stupid. And then only when his partner is being attacked, he's like, hey, hey, no one touches my partner except me. Slap. Um, and then he gets the kiss of death from Bennett. F kind of, you know, barrels out of the car. He goes over to him and... Uh, the guy's like, help me do something. And F already knows this guy's, this guy's doomed. Uh, and I feel like, you know, F had a big moment a couple episodes ago when he finally saw these things in the flesh and kind of had to accept what they were. I but mean, this you're is, dead if you get, right. Yeah, I mean, but this is that like, um, episode one of Walking Dead when, uh, when he shoots the zombie for the first time. This is, this is the moment where F realizes there's going to be a lot of people that he's going to have to, leave behind that is just like there's nothing i can do for you 
Oh, in I'm that sorry. Sense. Okay, yeah. Right. There's like this. There's this moment where his definition of what humanity means and what it's going to be from now on changes. Do you know what I mean? Like the moment that you can't take back where you can't even waste the time necessary to explain to this person what's about to happen or to put them out of their misery. You just have to take the keys and go. And yep. it's a big deal. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 tough to deal with. And you saw that with, um, why can't, Nora. Mm-hmm. You saw that with Nora last episode when she was realizing the grand scale of things and how she doesn't want to deal with it because they're people, they're people. And what I really, what I really like, I really hate um, Nora's mom thing, all that crap. You don't like the subplot? It's just... I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a downer. I do like... The idea of her hanging around in Satrakian's pawn shop with the dangerous vampiric heart uh, that she's totally going to try to clean and get a blood worm in her. No, I just, I thought her her mom is too much of an actress, if that makes sense. Like, it takes me you out of You feel like she's playing a part instead of just real. Being, yeah. And, um, but what I do like is I like the background of her mom for the reason of it makes her decision to not want to kill people with the disease, it makes it make sense. Because her mom has an uncurable disease. Has if, dementia. It's yeah. never going to well, go it's away. Alzheimer's. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it makes it, it makes sense that she doesn't want to kill somebody because she wants to hold on the hope that there is a cure for every disease mm-hmm. because of her mom. So having that, her... When she first was like, I can't kill people, it was annoying because she's seen the insides of them. She's seen that they're not people anymore. Right. But seeing what her mom's going through, it actually makes her character, it makes it make sense. It's good writing. It humanizes her and it gives her a reason why she went down her career path at all. Why she works for the CDC. Why she's trying to cure people and all these diseases. She always has to hold out hope that there can be a better life for these people. How do you feel about it, Zach? I mean, it's... I like the Alzheimer's storyline. It's like it's that's something that's touched my family a yeah. little bit, and it's it's always really tough. And the I think putting her in that line of fire situation mm-hmm. is just going to complicate everything for Nora. It's right. going to make her she's not going to want to like leave for very long, like because she, she's going to be worried about her mom. She's going to hesitate. I think mm-hmm. it, like that'll come up again. Right. She's going to hesitate. It, it raises at some point. her collective stakes because it. it until we've met her mother, we only knew her in relation to F, which is really, in, which is not good, you know, for any character. They should be able to stand on their own two legs. So she's got people that she needs to take care of, and the fact is, her mother is not safe anywhere, yep. anywhere else. If the Strigoi can get right into the hospital, they can get anywhere. She has to keep her right into safe. the rodent pest control place. One hundred percent. And uh, well, let's 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 get into it. So you know, Nora and her mother. Uh, you know, they evade the FBI. They get to, uh, to Satrakians. We're going to talk about that in a bit, but let's jump in and talk about, uh, Fett or Vasily. Is Fett his last name or is that his, his nickname? His last name is Vasily yeah. Fett. Okay, Vasily Fett. Fett. So, um, he, uh, he's hanging out at a cafe, uh, kind of like shaken by his experience last episode and two other pest control guys. I guess it's just like a lunch counter where the pest controls guys hang out. It's a local pest control. You know, like there's a cop bar, there's a there's a pest control lunch <laughs> counter, um, and uh, these two guys are like, yeah, man, these these munchers, they're everywhere. I don't get it. And uh, he's like, they've been driven out. It's a mass uh, mass excursion. There is lots of evil out there. Yeah, 
I've seen Devil himself, you know. Uh, and I love Kevin Durant on this show. Like I've always, I've always liked him as an actor. He's always been like a very dynamic presence. And of course, he's worked with Carlton Cuse before on Lost, but we've never seen him play a hero. And he is so charismatic and likable. Well, he's like the demi hero. He's the he's the like neutral, like the what's that Dungeons and Dragons term? Good, <laughs> uh, good neutral or or evil. Uh, Chaotic, chaotic. Okay, good. he's yeah. the chaotic good. Uh, okay, but right. I, I still like every time. Like it really brings you into the role when he like has his lip up with his teeth showing. Like mm-hmm. every time, I'm just like it. It's just a tick that he does mm-hmm. that makes the character seem real and brings him to that like rat status. And yeah. we learn a lot of his history in, in this, this episode. episode. Yeah. Well, you know, he uh, he's somebody who turned away from a life of academia. We still don't know entirely for what reasons. Architecture. To hunt to hunt rats for a living. And uh, he was a basically had to cut himself off from his parents in the process because they were so ashamed with what he's doing. Um, well, I think we we kind of get a little bit of a tidbit of why, and mm-hmm. it's 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 the contempt he kind of shows when he talks about his talks to his father. He's like, "Oh, still doing the mad genius thing," mm-hmm. where his father's been working for years and years and years on this book to get published in Odessa, and his father's an architect. So it's kind of he would rather follow in his own footsteps than follow in his father's well, footsteps. That, but. To be an intellectual doesn't mean that you're following in your father's footsteps if you're studying something else. But I think what, what it, what it says about him is he's not interested in the theoretical and he's not interested in, in writing a book about something. He's trying to help people here and now. If I catch a rat, that is one rat that cannot bite a person. He's somebody who's very, very practical and wants to accomplish something in the moment. That's how he achieves satisfaction, even if it means he has to go down into the sewers to do it. How do you like the uh, the juxtaposition of the two varying aspects of love because in the show the show the first episode of the season the, the mm-hmm. pilot begins with this monologue about how love brings us together and love is what is going to bring the disease to your families when you have the people who are dead mm-hmm. who get up and they go back to what they know so they go to their houses and they go to the people they love but then you have the people who are not affected who become knowledgeable of the infection who immediately go back to the people they love to warn them but at the same time all they can do is say they tried yeah it's the truth. Um, you know, and uh, Vasily, he goes back to uh, to his office, uh, and he's like, did you hear about the fire, uh, the one that Satrakian said? We'll get into that in a second. Um, and the whole office is empty. And, and one of the things that really amazes me about the pace that has been set by this show so far is I did not expect it to dramatically touch everyone's lives so immediately. That's like the big thing for me. They're really letting the world, or at least letting Manhattan, go to shit. Like, (laughs) immediately. To the point where it's not like we're doing this secret thing, uh, trying to kill these people and working our way down a list. Oh no, we're in the middle of a, of a freaking pandemic that is about, that is taking over this city. And we have mere days before, like, a sizable portion of the population has been wiped out. But all communication has been basically halted. Yeah. So nobody can really communicate aside from like some few radio signals of attacks, but mm-hmm. then people don't have details and that's it. Well, you think about like, you know, that that eclipse. It was very very brief, but you have all the Strigoi that have uh that have been uh born or turned 
in the days since the plane, um, all of them are able to come out on the street at once while people are still there. And if even if all of them even affected, you know, two or say all of them affected five people, that that raises that's a five hundred percent increase. And here's a question: more. How, I don't. My math is probably really screwed there. Well, actually. how long does it take to be turned officially? Mm-hmm. Like after you're bitten, if you don't die, yeah, it doesn't. No, seem it is like fivefold. If it doesn't seem very long mm-hmm. before, like. Because uh, the the people in the office couldn't have been there for too long before they were oh, still yeah. in like they were still in like the first stages though. Yeah. But that's long enough to attack and to inf- and theoretically infect right. somebody else. True. It's like so maybe them, hours. Give maybe. Them, what is an eclipse? Twenty minutes? Mm, Did they get on the street? Yeah, like twenty minutes is maybe the longest. But I feel like they had been hit before the eclipse. The the office yeah, maybe the office somehow the office definitely before the eclipse. But I'm saying like. Just using them as an example, mm-hmm. you're talking about t- going up four f- fourfold, fivefold, like twenty minutes. If they can be turned that quickly, if it only takes ten minutes, yeah. then those people can then infect more. Oh wow! So yeah, then it would just be it would just be exponential during Domino the eclipse. Effect. But you got to also think. I mean, if it's there are probably some of them that got killed as the eclipse ended because they weren't smart enough or they weren't developed enough yet. To get underground. Well, like the FBI people, if they were infected, they'd mm-hmm. be laying out in the sun right. when they turn. So I don't think that's one thing. But I think, I don't know, it's it's interesting because you always, when, when Satrakian went down into the basement, you see how there's like, they're hanging around with one person who's like half turned. Mm-hmm. So they probably dragged the people down there and just let them turn. And even when you go, when they went to, um, in last episode, when we went to... I can't remember his name. Ansel Barber. Mm-hmm. The other guy was still alive too. Ansel didn't rip him apart. He didn't kill him. He let him turn. Yeah. So I mean, they probably are taking the people and they probably dragged them down. What I didn't see this episode, which what I'm looking forward to seeing, which I mm-hmm. don't know if they're going to do it. I really hope they will. Is the subways? The subways mm-hmm. are going to be. A, it has a great opportunity for something really. I was really worried about Nora and her mother because yeah. they took the subway. I was like, "What's going to happen on the subway?" And then mm-hmm. they got there okay, apparently. Yeah. But like, I can't wait to just see like a train stop at a train station and mm-hmm. just have everything rush out. Oh it's a, yeah. It's also just being in a city. This is like. Like mythological creature invasion 101 mm-hmm. New York City is an is, island is well it's an, it's the worst place to be because it's an island and it's just people everywhere right. there's no avoiding mass amounts of people so mm-hmm. if you have something that's just the sort of disease that you bite and then it spreads and then they bite again and then that person bites one worm the whole city is going to be it just makes me think of uh, the book of World War Z. They really mm-hmm. go into that, like how Manhattan is just the most dangerous place in America. And how Brad Pitt needs a scarf in every scene. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, so uh, so Fett, he goes into the office, and he realizes something's very, very wrong. And uh, one of the other guys, I guess his boss, uh, has been turned, and uh, he hits him with a light. And we finally, we really, for the first time, get to see it, what prolonged sunlight does to one of these guys. It took about um, 15 seconds. Yeah. About 15 seconds. They don't burn all the way through, but they're dead. And then the girl I was shipping. She's got a daughter. Girl, and she's got a daughter, and they love, they liked each other so much. And I feel like he was only days away from asking her out finally. And, and the, the pain in his face as he realizes he has that moment too where it's like, just, and he hits the blinds. And it's showing us the people who know 
that they'll do what needs to be done. And mm-hmm. I feel like these, this is like, this is, this, the first six episodes are gathering the A team, and the next yeah. episode, da 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 da! Bam bam Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we don't know if they're gonna, if they're gonna hook up. I hope they hook up soon, uh, cause like, Vasily just needs to go kick some, kick some butt. Well, then bringing, uh, not Crispin, uh, Felix and, yeah, Tufo and, and Felix. Well, Gus, yeah. Well, he, poor Felix, he's got a blood worm in him now. I know, that was so quick. Yeah. He's, I mean, well, here's the problem right so let's let's talk about them because uh, we kind of we talked about Vasily and his dad a bit and how heartbreaking it was he told his parents to get out of town so uh, Gus thought he was out he thought he was out scot free he thought he was free and clear you broke the rules mm-hmm. you broke the rules we're going to keep you we are going to keep you no you questions. cannot break the rules you, you examine <laughs> the you examine the package I throw you against the wall mm-hmm. you, you must, the rules you must read the fine print or <laughs> the steel is, no, is four feet <laughs> that, your accent is it's absurd. terrible I <laughs> I am a Nazi vampire. Nazi zombie is too cliche. We are Nazi vampires. Nazi vampire. So, uh, before we even get into guys, we get this opening scene with yeah. Ike that's so disturbing. He's got this secret feed chamber, um, and he comes in, you know, like full flaring bat nostrils and everything. He's got this dude chained up, and he's just cranking and cranking and cranking. The guy's like, please just kill me. He's like, I am killing you, but I need a few more feeds before the world changes. Fairly slow. This this is another interesting little, like, just factoid about their, like, biology, because he's an intelligent one, Mm -hmm. he can seem, it seems like he can decide to turn or not to turn. Yeah. He can control whether or not, whether or not he transfers blood worms as he's sucking blood out. I think that's the thing. Yeah. Is like, until you've been been a Strigoi long enough, like, he's been a Strigoi since the 1940s, True. I would assume. Yeah. Um, is, there, if is, not even earlier. Are there more than one master, though? I think there's only one master. Okay. I think there's one master, and the master was we know was in Germany in the 1940s during the Holocaust. Eichhorst was outside in the sun in the scenes that we saw, the flashback scenes uh, last week or the week before. So, theoretically, he was not a Strigoi wa- uh, in the scenes that we've seen, and he's about to be turned into one. And he has now been a Strigoi for uh, uh, potentially 70 years. So here's my wild like biology theory yeah. on this whole thing. What if, if the Strigoi, mm-hmm. as we know them, like the big guys, yeah. what if they are... I think we talked about this a little bit, that they are just a worm, like, vessel. Mm-hmm. So what if it's the job of all the different little worms to just build up and help one worm become the, the, the tongue thing hmm. and get strong enough? And then once it's strong enough to control the body, to do every to be intelligent, the other ones just go away. Go, so that they die off. Or, or become, like, yeah. uh controlled the controlled organism the way hmm. that the master controls so like each big worm else. is like a master to its own little worm yeah or maybe if then that like goes on long enough they get to have like their own like so little kind army. of like the way that the master has uh, control over all of the strigoi you're saying that a lead worm inside a host body all the other worms are slave to that one worm possibly if if they are a strigoi 
as long as kinda I like, coerced it. Kind of like a bloodworm pyri- pyramid scheme. You've yes. got all these bloodworms <laughs> at the bottom, and they're working their way up to be head bloodworm of a body, and the those bloodworms which own the bodies are then slave to the master. Exactly. In fact, ten humans, you get five more. We'll yeah, pay you. exactly. But then I, blood. theoretically could then evolve to master level mm-hmm. if he's there long enough. If Interesting. Maybe our master or if he eats enough Dracula, like royal jellies. I would I would agree with you except for the fact that Eichhurst remembers everything from the Nazi camp, obviously. Right. So it's just kind of like he would have turned turned into a thrall then had to evolve up his way to be able to remember his memories. Mm-hmm. Well, it could be the same way. I mean, when you're a kid, you still have intelligence and you have to like grow into it. If memories, if we treat them I think I've talked about this before. You treat memories as a biological thing because right. it's just the brain as an organ. If it's still up there, once he grows up to a point where he can, he's then it reconnects those synapses. Yep, and then that would oh, also affect man. his personality because those memories are a part of him. Mm-hmm. You know what it probably is is, hmm. is if they stay alive while they're turned. If they stay alive while they're turned, they're like the survivors from the plane, hmm. and they become like Eichhurst. They become like Eichhurst. Yeah, they aren't right now yet. Like, like because they're uh, still metamorphosizing. Right, Bolivar's yet not yet, but Bolivar still has intelligence. Like he wasn't like completely right. Out he of let it. that he urologist mind. Yeah. yeah, he was vocal. He yeah. was vocal, which is different than any of the other ones. That's very true. That's very important to point out. We can go probably about ten more minutes. Okay. Uh, so then, yeah. So um, Gus thought he was out. Guy with a gun shows up. He's like, Mr. Icorse wants to see you. He's like, all right, man, don't pull your piece. I'll go meet with him. He brings Felix with him down into the tunnels. Icorse is, is creepy. Gus is like, listen, man, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Icorse is like, no, you're not. You're going to meet. Uh, you're going to meet this man. He's going to take you. You're going to dispose of a body for I me. I will give you $800. Yes, I'll give you $800. More like 200 and euros. Your, and your mother will not be... Uh, Deported, and so Gus finally tries to throw a punch, and he oh, gets some of that makeup off. My Lancome. and he's like, "What are you? Bunch of like punches to the stomach, wham, 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 nothing." Um, so then, uh, <laughs> Icarus grabs his fist, cracks his bones, and then throws him like he's paper. And then uh, Felix tries to pull a piece, shoots, disappears, reappears. And I thought for a don't, second don't he was going to blow. Phase through the bars, right? And I thought he was going to blow Felix's face off. I thought he was going to have him shoot. Hashtag Tufo, man. <laughs> uh, in any case, they they escape and they meet up with Jim, who's still under Icarus's. Uh, you know, sway. Even though he had told F the truth, he's still doing I, I course dirty work to uh, help his wife out. Stay close to your enemies, though. I mean, he. It's I know, but that and like just like with Gus, like as much mm-hmm. as you might want to get away from this, like you're in that situation because he gave you something that either you needed or threatened you with something you didn't, you desperately right. didn't want. So uh, they're disposing of, uh, I assume, of Captain Redfern's body. Yeah. Um, and, uh, in the process, Gus and Felix find out that this is definitely not human. Jim is, uh, is like, you shouldn't have seen that! And he, they dump it in anyway. Uh, Gus and Felix are walking down the street during the uh, eclipse, and they, they get attacked. Um, Gus bashes the Strigoi's head in, releasing some blood and some blood worms, one of which gets into Felix's hand just in enough time for the police to arrest them both for being Latin men 
in their twenties. No, they. I mean, they're pulling the worm. Okay, out of his they hand. did. They did, they did beat bash a, a guy, guy to death. Head, fine. To the police's knowledge. Okay, fine. And so it was, it was Bennett, but, right? Uh, n- yeah, it was Bennett. Oh, it was Bennett. Yeah. So it, just enough time to have them land in a jail cell and have Felix turn in the jail cell, which it's, is probably it's what's going to happen like, next. It's going to be like week. Dark Knight. Like yeah. I have happy colors inside. They're mm-hmm. made of worms. Yeah. Oh, my God. I need to revisit that movie. <laughs> he said he could take all the bad things away and all put right. worms inside. Yeah, all right. We got to move on. So, um, Satrakian, uh, he, you know, he had split up with F last episode. And he's like, you do your thing. I'm going to do mine. This was scary. Yeah, he goes to the next house on the list. And uh, we, we get a reminder of how old he is because he's at least in his 80s. He is an old man. He is yeah. infirm. And he goes down into the uh, he goes down into the basement, expecting maybe one, maybe two. He's got his nail gun with silver nails. He's got his sword. He immediately dispatches of one guy, and then he realizes just how many folks are down there. And I, I think he kind of has like a like a heart tremor. Well, the interesting thing is how they lead you into this scene is that mm-hmm. like you keep hearing bomb. Mm-hmm. Boom! Like the music, and I noticed yeah. it at first. I was like, "Oh, that's cool!" Like kind of like a heart. Mm-hmm. And as it speeds up, and he's having the thing, you're like, "Oh, damn!" Yeah, like, this he's is... having heart palpitations. So he goes to get his medication. He he butterfinger butterfinger. He drops all of his medication. He realizes I'm in big trouble here. I need to get out. Um, so he's he has to blast his way out of there with nails, and it's pretty badass. Um, and he almost he almost he barely gets out of that basement alive. And the sunlight is the only thing that keeps them at bay. And he's just exhausted. And he lights a candle and he turns on all the gas burners. So he's obviously trying to start an explosion, tries to start a fire and burn them out. Which honestly, you should have just done. In the I first wish place. they kept. I wish they had a scene where he's like walking away from the house in slow motion, and the house explodes. Well, but you don't want you don't want to leave that much evidence. People are going to see you leaving. Yeah, right. He's got that distinctive cane. Right, it's true. Um, and you know, I think it's the moment that Satrakian realizes, you know, not only do I want these people on my side, I need them on my side because I am no longer in the shape necessary to fight these. So things. much so that he'd enlist the taxi driver if he'd listened to him. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. He was trying to make the taxi driver into his new F because he thought <laughs> F was doomed and that he was going to be in FBI custody. Um, he gets back to, uh, he gets back to the pawn shop and, uh, F arrives and he's like, I'm ready to talk. He's like, good. Nora's down there. They embrace. I also, we have to quickly just mention the scene where uh, uh, Kelly's friend, who's played by the woman who plays Angela DeAngelis on Orphan Black, is like, don't forget his spicy side dish at work. Um, so we do know that Kelly did know about his affair. That's Kelly the first confirmation. That character yeah. only exists to drink and mouth off yes. about F. She's the worst. Much. Yeah. Uh, so Satrakian says, all right, good. You two are finally ready. Great, because I got a plan. Credits. Yeah. I got a plan. Mm-hmm. Boom, boom. You yeah. better shape up. <laughs> no. All right. Let's do predictions. And now, oh, boy. You're after Buzz TV. Predictions. Now, I didn't see the scenes from next week. Uh, Zach I did. I could drink you now. That was the Ooh. big quote takeaway. Okay. Well, I, maybe we shouldn't talk about them other than that, just for like people who think that, that, that they're spoilers. We didn't see Lawyer this episode. Lawyer? Her kids were... Was her kids last episode? Oh, Joanne Lust. Joanne yeah. Lust. Yeah. Um, okay, so maybe we jump in with some of the other survivors. We, either her or Boulevard next week. Yeah. Could be a thing. Um, I also, you know, like, 
I'm very curious about what this plan is and how they're going to be active. There are way more Strigoi on the streets now than there were at the beginning of this episode. Yeah, no, I mean, it's out now, right? Like, yeah, the news people is have out. to know. It's not, it's not an underground movement anymore. I mean, mm-hmm. it's an underground <laughs> fighting movement. Right. But, and they are technically underground right yes. now because it's right. daytime. Yes. I'm, I'm looking forward to a lot of um, I am legend esque scenes mm-hmm. and like a lot scenery. of devastation. Well, like the devastation and just the whole the whole scene where he goes into the building and everything's dark in the building and you put a flashlight and you just mm-hmm. see him. And it really reminded me of that when he was in, when uh, Kevin Durant was in the sewers last episode, and especially even when Satrakian was in the basement this episode. And you see them. I'm really kind of liking this old school, like dark creatures lie in the dark. Mm-hmm. Uh, cinematography and how they're doing it. So I'm looking forward to it a lot. Yeah, absolutely. I want to see a subway scene. I really yeah. want them to bring the subway into this. And I'm... Satrakian says you have to cut their head off and burn them, but they obviously just dumped one full of blood worms into, into the water. Into the water! Supply. Mm-hmm. Idiots. Idiots. They're either going to completely ignore that and yeah. have it be like he's well, nothing, but... But that's the thing is like, you know, Ichorus probably told them to dump it in the water on purpose. But then again... The bag is sealed up. It is sealed. Yeah, but those worms could it, get through. It they could bite it. They could bite I their way through. I think they through. could get through right. if yeah. they can survive underwater. Which we don't know. We don't yeah. know if they can be drowned. So it's all it's all important but to think I mean, about. you have to get them over the river, so you don't know yeah. about water. Oh, yeah. Water could very well be... Some kind of barrier. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could be you hear with, like, satanic rituals and all that, or, like, magic spells. Like, the circle mm-hmm. is very important. Manhattan is surrounded by water. It's mm-hmm. an island. So... Maybe Very that interesting. has an effect on it. Maybe it needs that like circle to thrive. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering. I'm. I mean, I'm. A pr- I'm seeing. Uh, we're going to get a lot of like during the day. That's everyone's moment to recollect because they can't come out in the daylight. So that's their time to like go out on hunting parties, like mm-hmm. patrol the streets, do what they can, do some raids, take then, care of people, and then at night it just becomes Chaos. all mayhem. Yeah, the, the city that sleeps during the day, sort of cool. <laughs> all right, folks. I want to thank you so much for joining us. We're going to be back next week with an all-new episode. Uh, and Jack, you should be back joining us as well. Uh, Zach, where can the people find you? Uh, you guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at ThatZachWilson, T-H-A-T-Z-A-C-H-W-I-L-S-O-N. And also here at AfterBuzz on The Leftovers and MasterChef with Mr. Lemieux over here. Yes. And you guys can find me tomorrow night at 9 p.m. on MasterChef with Mr. Zach Wilson over here. And on Twitter at Stephen Lemieux, S-T-P-H-E-N-L-E-M-I-E-U-X, as well as doing Graceland on Wednesdays and... Uh, yeah, doing the strain. I'm so excited. Yeah, it's this is shaping up to be a great first season. And folks, you can find me on Twitter at Matt Lieberman. That's M A T T L I E B E R M A N. You can find all my videos for SourceFed and SourceFed Nerd on YouTube. I also did a bunch of videos uh, with their sister channels, uh, Discoveries D News, Anywho, and uh, and Test Tube. This past week, you can check some of those out. Uh, and uh, yeah, I'm here. Shout doing... out to Drew Nelson too. Yeah, shout out to Drew Nelson. Thank you so much for coming on the show. And uh, you can find me on the Under the Dome show on Ray Donovan uh, and on Defiance right now. Oh, and The Nick on Cinemax, a great new show from Steven Soderbergh. Check that out. And Doctor Who starting again next week. Stay tuned for that. So thank you guys so much. We'll see you next week. Good night. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. 
I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Bye, Bye chill later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.